And now comes the post show. Well, that was fun. That was. Delicious beers. Mm-hmm. That helps. Deli- Every beer was really good. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, really good. And some beers were, and four of the beers were extraordinary for me, so. All right. Let's talk some Game of Thrones. All right. Hold the door. Hold, you, Hold the door. <laughs> Hold the door. I the the thing that I thought of immediately was ho de do ho de do yeah yeah I did too someone it was probably it's probably not on IKEA's website but someone made a fake IKEA mobile website listing of hodo hodor mm-hmm. and it was a wooden wedge you know door doorstop <laughs> they called it the hodor uh yeah I I. Actually, had read a, uh, I've I've read a series of spoilers for this season. Which, okay, and we've talked about this before. I, I don't have a problem with spoilers. In fact, I like them. Uh, and the reason is, we've talked about this. We we've talked about how, when you watch, for example, the new Star Wars, you liked it better the second mm-hmm. time. Yes. And I really do think the reason is because you knew it was coming. You knew what the story was. You didn't have to pay attention to the story as much. You could appreciate the other aspects. Okay. Uh, a similar thing happens when... When I was in high school, uh, when we we had a couple of times when we went to see some Shakespeare plays. Would, living in D.C. area is nice because they're... One of the there's a big um, Shakespeare uh, theater in DC, uh, the Folger, which uh, has fantastic actors doing Shakespeare plays. But one of the things they do before you see a play is sometimes they even have you read the play. If not, you certainly get an idea of what's going to happen. The plot of the play. Part of it is because I mean it's complicated. And some of these things to be four hours long. But the other part is you're prepared, and so you can then understand sort of the language and the interesting stuff that's happening Mm -hmm. uh and yeah i i get the idea that oh getting the surprise of this thing is nice i'm more interested in how it's put together than the elements of the plot itself i'm more interested in how the characters are reacting how the emotions are being portrayed how the how it all flows as opposed to just the elements of the plot. So I'm fine with getting a basic overview of what the elements of the plot are and then looking at the distinguishing characteristics of the presentation as opposed to just what is the interesting plot thing. Because I think that in, in some sense, when you are surprised or shocked by a plot thing, you kind of lose perspective on the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, so I don't have a problem with spoilers. In fact, I, I encourage them for a, as my, I seek them out uh, and I don't feel like I'm hurt by that. It's an interesting point of view. You know, for Star Wars, you know, I went the first morning. Right. Because I didn't want to find out that Han Solo died from Twitter. You know, I uh, pretty much made a point of spoilers. 
think it's okay. Yeah, it I think we're better. Fucked. It better be okay, or fuck you. <laughs> uh, people really liked our um, watermelon Dorado commentary. Uh, well, and the thing was, you know, it, well, part of it was that you just went on a cursing rampage, which is not. <laughs> I mean, we didn't even put an explicit tag on the show, but we we probably should have because you just... I don't have an easy way to do so. The fucks but... were just... Blah, 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 blah. They were coming out like crazy. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it was... They enjoy- were fleeting expletives. Oh, it was it was very enjoyable to listen to. So I, I don't blame people for liking that, but it, it was... That was part of the reason why I think... I mean, I... Sure, sure I indulged in it a little bit, right? I'm like... We had our reaction, our right. offense, or that's uh, what I'm looking for. Uh, offended reaction that we had from drinking <laughs> that beer. I, I didn't feel. I, I tried not to go gratuitous with it. Maybe it, I don't know. Did I go too far? Did I? Don't I know. Turn me up. Let's get some background music as we like. Did, well, let's not go too high with the background. Yeah. Did I play it? A little bit high too high last time. So lower a little bit. All right. So how did I play it? Did I play it? I wanted to play up the offense a little bit, but like not be like completely over the top with it. And you know, I don't intend on making this a stable of. Well, I think it's interesting. If it, I don't know if you've listened to it. Have no, you listened back I to haven't. it? It's interesting because we we definitely approach it somewhat gingerly because we're not sure that it's as awful as it eventually turns out to be we're giving some deference to it like is that is that that bad is that really this bad uh and we slowly sort of arrive at the conclusion that yeah this is fucking awful because we started going in okay that's different that's not what i expected that's kind of i don't know if i like that to this is fucking awful. This is terrible. It's interesting that the gradual way that we just sort of we, we both kind of arrive at okay, yeah, and, and we certainly built onto each other's. Yeah, I mean, it, it, if one of us would have liked it and one of us would hate it, it wouldn't have gone that way. Right. But we both hated it, and we both just sort of okay, yeah, yeah. We, we came to a very clear consensus. So it was definitely fun to listen to. It, it was it was fun to do, and I was trying to like okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna play with this a little bit, but I don't want to go crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you went crazy. Oh, did I? <laughs> yeah, listen did to I? yourself. Okay. Uh, you you did stuff that you had never done on the show. I was offended by. You were offended. What by they passed through it, my mouth. It was it was offensive, and and I kind of followed your lead. I don't know if I I went expletive crazy, but I definitely your reaction to it kind of approved my sense of yeah this is really bad because I was sort of like I was tiptoeing around it at first there's probably other things going on too or I just plenty of I, things, I just yeah. needed to let loose and okay yeah it, it you felt it and so but that's the thing is, is people respond to genuine emotion and that was genuine emotion yeah so like I said, that's why we like actors who can portray genuine emotion, even though we know they're acting. Right. 
said in a Twitter kind of tongue in cheek is like it's not profane if it's necessary to convey the emotion <laughs> right I, I would say that if you had that in a bar I don't know if your reaction would be as pronounced uh, it was perfect storm for it right? yeah yeah it would, there was a lot of factors that added into it and, you know, including personal things you're going through work things all the other stuff but that's genuine, and, and what I like about our show is is that we don't put on any pretense about who we are. Uh, we're we're very genuine about who we are, and that's not. Yeah, if you, if you listen to this show, you know who we are. Yeah, hopefully we don't never come across as trying to pretend. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like I I don't have a stage stage presence or uh, mm-hmm. a facade or anything. It's. I, I don't like. Yeah, these are not characters we're doing. This is us. Yeah, I you know there's oftentimes when I do listen, I'm like, oh come on, you can you know I I, I like I, I'm disappointed that I did not do better, you know, just coming up with good descriptors or not carrying the uh, flow well or things like that. Tonight I think I did pretty well. Always trying to improve. Recognize this time. Ballroom Bash? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I figured you would you would recognize this stuff because you're the Led Zeppelin guy. I should, guy. yeah. I would recognize any Pixie song you play. I didn't recognize the drum beat until I started singing. But once you, once you got it, yeah, yeah, once you got a little bit of a hint. The drum, you know, it was like... Sounds like ballroom bad. It does a little bit, right? Yeah. Well, Led Zeppelin wasn't exactly uh, famous for being original. <laughs> They're famous yeah. for being good musicians. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah. Well, look at it this way: Frank Sinatra wasn't original, right? Oh, I'm not offended. You yeah. know, Zeppelin is. I mean, copied. You know, covered straight Elvis up covered wasn't original. straight up covered Robert Johnson and yeah. things like that. So, you the, the the point is not necessarily to. I mean, it, definitely making your own music is is a major factor, but making it your own is also something that you can do as a musician to um, to affect your influence. Like the, the major jazz guys, they do that. They they play standards, but they make the standards their own. Mm-hmm. So Game of Thrones. So Game of Thrones. We didn't really talk about Game of Thrones. Well, we talked about the Hodor thing, right? right. Which, again, I, I was sort of spoiled on. Um, what I find interesting is, at least I've, I've noticed this season, they really are, it's sort of, they're not going back in the episode to another scene in the same area, right? There's just, okay, this is what's happening to the wall. Mm-hmm. This is what's happening in Marine. This is what's happening at King's Landing. This is what's happening in uh, in Winterfell, and that's just they're not like there's no this is what's happening in Winterfell here, and then later on this is what's happening in Winterfell later. It's just a series of like has s- it been that way? I haven't noticed. I, I would have thought like the the Marine would have been uh, separated a little bit, you know, because it was like the last episode. Was, well, the, like, so there's uh, the Dothraki stuff that was. Yeah. Thing, but then 
so all the Arya stuff is condensed. There's a Bravos period. Mm-hmm. All the Sansa and John stuff is condensed. Uh, well, for the most part, this this mm-hmm. episode not so much because she, she talked to Littlefingers. There, so there there is some through line, mm-hmm. and then there is some sort of. I don't know if it, I don't know if this totally applies, but it seems to. For a lot, there, there, there's stuff with Bran. There's stuff at the Wall. There's stuff at Winterfell. There's stuff at uh, in Marine. There's stuff with Danny, and then there's extraneous elements. Do you think they're simplifying it a little bit? I, I just think there's a lot of characters. There's a lot well, going on. Sure, there's ten characters, but I mean, it's, they're not bouncing around as much. I wonder if they're trying to make it more palatable to a wider audience, you know, if they're chasing the market. At this point, there's no point in chasing yeah. the market. They have the market. They have the market. Well, there's always more market. You know, they're getting HBO subscriptions, right? I mean... I I, I don't know. There's... Uh... I, I don't I'm think not saying it. I'm not saying it's suffered. I'm just saying, you know, and I never really thought about how much the... That it's... I hadn't considered that it's jumping around less this season than previous. That they're pretty much wrapping each geography. Well, the, the way the together. way I look at it is, I think there, there's one through line that they maybe go back to throughout the episode, and then there's just oh, okay. okay, here's what's happening here. Here's mm-hmm. what's happening here. While this is happening, they don't have two plot lines in the oh, same episode. Oh, okay. Right? So, well, that's still trying to make it more. Understand. I think it's it's still complex enough. It's yeah. still rich enough. Oh, yeah, no, not... and I I don't think it's chasing the market. They already have the market. Yeah. They they have. They don't have to do anything um, to but... bring people in. People come in because it's part of popular culture no. now. If they don't carry on two plot progression points at the same time, then they got more more material for more episodes, right? <laughs> right, and and uh, it helps to. To not overcomplicate things by having two running through lines, in addition to all these characters mm-hmm. people have to know and keep track of, which it was a major problem for people at the beginning of the series because they were like, "There's so many characters, I don't understand." Now, even though most people won't necessarily be able to name every character, they they know. Where I thought they it, sit. I thought it was great the scene where Arya's watching the comedy, yeah. of her father's execution. Right? Yeah, it was. It was oh. really. It was. It was a fun way to. Uh, to reflect on it, you know, it, it was very uh, Hamlet esque, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, Hamlet was you know, the the play within the play had a major play. You know, the, the play is the mm-hmm. thing in which I see the conscious of the king. But um, the the aspect of almost meta storytelling of showing what characters in that world think and how they would react to and how they would dramatize the stuff that that is happening in that world very very fun way to play with that oh i just i thought that was a great scene because mm. yeah you get to see what uh westeros thinks or I, bravos bravos yeah. but you know you get to see what the world generally thinks of something that happened a couple of years ago that's you know big news and then you get to see Arya's yeah. reaction like reaction to uh you know something personal being made you know light of yeah but it, and when you really think about it an example i mean they made ned stark the gesture right but an example the same thing would be how we 
as Americans in Pennsylvania look at the royal fat, the stuff that's going on with the royal family in in uh, oh. England, but to to us, it's almost it's almost a reality show. Mm. Whereas to them, okay. it's it's the end of their summer. And and to to other people, they must be looking at the, the shit that's going on politically in America <laughs> as a ridiculous sideshow. What the heck is is going on? Uh, and well, at the same time, we're saying that. But there are other things that that we don't see as a sideshow that other people do. Well, the thing I found interesting was like how much of the world sees Ned Stark as a bumbling fool. Yeah. Well, because he kind of was. He, I mean, he's not presented that way in the show, but in terms of the overall narrative of what's happening in the world, he was very sheltered in his view of how that world worked. He was a dumb, a bumbling fool. Morally, to us, he was not. But in mm-hmm. terms of how that world worked, he was a bumbling fool. He was very okay. much a bumbling fool. Interesting. They were too close, I guess. You know, he, you know, he seemed too noble. Mm-hmm. That, that's, a, right that's a bias here. we have. Yeah. But th- that was not the way that world worked. And it's not the way our world works, either. I mean, we see Ned like Arya sees Ned, right? Yes, right. Father figure... Very honorable, honest, true. The rest of the world does not see that at all. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. The the uh... so, true. so it was revealing to both Arya and us. Mm-hmm. That, that that's part of the. I mean, I, maybe I didn't actually comprehend that thing, but I mean, I knew I liked the scene, and you know, and that's because it was kind of a sub subtone to that whole thing. Yeah, I really like that scene. So, um, so Ari has to kill this actress, and she's conflicted. Uh, John is taking, is going to try to take back Winterfell. Sansa has a very interesting relationship with Littlefinger. She should have just had him executed. Littlefinger's playing the game, man. He is the best player in Westeros. Yeah. or at least he knows how to manage chaos very well. Uh, and Sansa knows that she's pl- he's playing her, and she's, she's still, she's still but still she also her. is like, well, I need all the help I can get. It's not like she is in a position of major power. She she knows, sort of like Danny does, that she is not established yet. She doesn't have the world behind her. Mm-hmm. Um. There's the stuff going on in, in was was the marine stuff with Tyrion and the slaves was that this episode? Was, I think yeah, it was, it was yeah, the yeah. one with the new red lady. Yeah. And... Oh, that, okay, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's the political gamesmanship that's mm-hmm. happening, and there's definitely some. This is a world where there's definitely some supernatural influences. Uh, but the interesting thing about it, I think, is that all the there are def there are absolutely supernatural influences throughout the world, and all of these uh, factions see them as religions with gods. Mm-hmm. But that that isn't necessarily how things are working. There they could be just getting flashes of of supernatural stuff that they interpret. As gods, yeah. There's really the entire show. There's never been any kind of 
willful god. Right? There's been magic. Right. But there's been no will of God. It doesn't seem to be... It, it doesn't seem to have the influences of, oh yeah, there's a god trying to make this happen. Uh, and the other thing about it is, even if it is, it's clear that these gods are not all powerful because they're fighting one another. Right. I mean, like, what's the most divine god like god action that we've seen? I mean, well, so clearly there is something to the the fire god. It's the incarnation of dragons. It's uh, the protection of of Danny from fire. It's the the resurrection of various people, including John. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are other ways of of semi-resurrection. What's your name? In the first season, they semi-resurrected Cal Drogo. wasn't totally successful. There's the... Sh- well, the Shadow Baby was another fire god thing. But there's mm-hmm. whatever Kyburn did to the mountain. Okay. Uh, there's... Oh, the... Um... The scene where uh, the Iron Isles they they ordained the new king, uh-huh. they drowned him, and then right. just watching yeah. him lay on the ground. That was another great scene. Yeah. Uh, what else? Um, uh, there's there's a lot of a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, there's obviously whatever the the magic the White Walkers are using. How about the um, yeah the Spriggans or the Women of the Wood or whatever? You know, <laughs> they create the White Walkers to get rid of the infestation yeah. of humans. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a classic invasive species thing, <laughs> right? Now, now you got the White Walkers that are your yeah, your just... enemy, and the humans aren't so bad. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so the White Walkers are like they're they're not they're not of this uh, they're not there's something abhorrent about them, right? There's something that that was created that is not what the so-called gods would have preferred, and there and that's creeping and and destroying the the, the stuff of of the gods. It, it, it's almost as if they're they're. I don't know because they can control dead humans. Well, I'm I'm not using gods as as, no. as gods as we would term it today. I'm right. using gods more as like how they made have seen it in ancient times where gods controlled areas, but they right. weren't all powerful. There was not one god. There were just many gods, and they kind of had various right. But I mean, the White Walkers are kind of gods in that realm, right? Because they're, yeah, they're they're, 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 they're as control. powerful as gods. They, they yeah. seem to be. They're as powerful as. The gods that we they seem to right. as the because all all these gods have their Achilles heels, mm-hmm. even the White Walkers have their Achilles in the Obsidian they have their right. Achilles heels. So I, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of nuance to the theology of this world. It's not sort of simplistic as our theology is today. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's one god and that's it. Uh, yeah. Uh, pretty good. Let's see. So this this week's Silicon Valley was the one where... They... Oh, where... Uh, What's-his-name was fired. 
the, or the aftermath of, of uh... he talks to the reporter right instead of the PR person oh god <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I knew that was happening and it was it was still like and it, it was one of the things where you're like you're cringing but at the same time you're thinking yeah this is this is this fits the show right <laughs> this this is exactly the kind of thing yeah. that these guys would do they're constantly self-sabotaging now is big head gonna did big head ruin his nda by taking that story is he gonna lose his 20 million I don't know. Somehow, Big Head constantly fails upwards. I, 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 I feel know. Like, I feel like Big Head is, is going to be the most successful character when this is all. I, I hear you, but I mean, I'm pretty sure he just um, broke his NDA by taking that story out. Is what NDA? The oh, one that oh, he had oh, to yeah, sign right, to get the yeah. twenty million dollars, right? right? Like he's like, oh, I don't know about the severance, and the guy's like, it's a lot of money. Remember that scene? But he already got the money. When he was in Hooli's office and the yeah, HR but, 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 but he was... already had the money because he was doing that with Ehrlich, right? So unless he's no, given... no, no, I'm talking about when he was yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know, Hooli. but but oh, okay. at some point, but the money was given to him, right? It wasn't like conditional, oh. but maybe they could take oh. it back. They could sue him for yeah, sure. They could sue him for that money, and so maybe that would that would bankrupt Ehrlich again because it's like twenty oh, million and thirty six thousand dollars because they're partnered, right? Yeah, yeah. That that would be funny. But I kind of want to see Big Head just keep making... He will. <laughs> so I'm curious how that affects. Because, I mean, he sh- it seems like he should be in trouble with his... And he uh, may be. And whatever whatever will happen, positions. it will hurt the people around Big Head, but it won't hurt Big Head. That's the thing. Big Head manages to somehow move through it all and just be happy with it and just get stuff out of it. Uh, and everyone else who's trying to succeed fails because they, they're not just head in the sky, not caring like <laughs> Big Head is. Right. <laughs> and I'm not saying I, I don't think that that's I don't know if that's suggesting anything. I, I wouldn't say it is. I think it's more just that's the character that that that's the the premise of the character is just someone who is blissfully mm-hmm. unaware and. Finds himself always in the right situation. I was kind of right with him becoming venture capital, though. I, yeah, I, I yeah. kind of called that one. Yeah, that is. I didn't think about that, but it is that is a great way they could do it. Is Big Head gets sued and Ehrlich because Ehrlich got this partnership, he loses all his stuff, <laughs> and then Big Head somehow falls into something even better. Something even better. <laughs> oh man. Is the uh, three comma guy going to be in the show anymore? No, I don't think so. I think uh, that, that character's done. I know he was, he was a fun character. It was a Mark Cuban guy, right? That was yeah. the, the central idea. But yeah, no, a little of that character went a long way. Yeah, I mean, it was a great character. Maybe, maybe it's good that he's gone before he got yeah. sour. I love that show. It's a good show. <laughs> Uh, especially good because it really resonates with us being in being yeah. in the industry and and, and if not being in in that type of environment, we're at least exposed to stories like that. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite lines of the whole season was right at the, like the last joke in the last episode. Like, what the fuck is that? A toaster or a VCR? The fuck is that a VCR when they showed the box the oh, server you know these guys are in tech right they yeah. know what a rack mount server is but you know just the, the line is what the fuck is that a VCR <laughs> I, I think it's interesting how they 
they finally they fall back into being in Ehrlich's house again. Uh, part of you wants them to to move on, but also part of you is like, well, this is the familiar. I mean, this is the mm-hmm. it right. That, that's the to to give you an example from other shows. That's the the community table. Right. That's the Cheers bar. That's the bridge of the Enterprise. Right. That's that's where yeah i mean their seats are important yeah, you know yeah. where you have um i can't think of the character names we got martin star sitting in the corner you got camille like you know gilfoyle gilfoyle and then you got uh, is camille's character name damn it uh uh, uh fuck eh, yeah but you know he's sitting there with his back to the windows you know it, it, it's just like the community mm-hmm. table yeah. for sure Dinesh. Dinesh, that's it. The chain jokes were so good. <laughs> there was that one poison joke. That... <laughs> and then you got, uh, you know, right at the end, right when it spoils, like, do you use that chain to choke your mom when you fuck her in the butthole? I'm kind of... I actually kind of like how they use characters like they use Tobolsky and they use other characters just sort of the comma guy mm-hmm. as accents and they get rid of them they don't yeah. overuse them they let them right go so that's cool yeah it, it's a good show watch is. watch if you haven't been watching come on guys the guru the, the, the guru, guru. Yeah. <laughs> who's you know he's playing the ceo just yeah. so he can stay gainfully employed not just gainfully employed but also no. In a good position. Yeah. Well, gainfully mm. employed. Well, I gotta pee. Me too. Okay. Thanks, right. everybody. We will see you. Uh, well, not next week, because next week uh, I'll be in Saber. Should you be? Shut it. Uh, and, uh, but the week after, we'll have another show. So enjoy the Saber stuff. 18 hours of Saber Beer Talk.